Hello and welcome to season two of Inform's Meet Her podcast. My name is Terry Barclay and I'm president and CEO of Inform, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. And I am just so thrilled that joining me today is Kara Grasso, Vice President, Strategic Operations, Denso, North America. She's also a member of the Inforum Automotive Next Executive Steering Committee. Kara has also been a driving force behind Inform's multi-year run of successful receptions for women in tech at the annual Consumer Electronics Show held in Las Vegas in early January. Welcome, Kara, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Terry. It's great to talk to you. Well, I know we have a lot to cover, so yes. let's let's jump right in. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> How do you encourage your team to think strategically about gender balance? Um, okay, gender balance to me is a defining factor in how my team builds strategy. So I'm fortunate to be a part of um, creating strategic alignment within case, um, connectivity and autonomy and shared mobility and electrification. And I recognize every time we come up with an interesting strategy um, we're really only looking at one pocket, pocket of demographic. And by looking at one pocket of demographic, we're not going to be, as, be able to assess where Denso can best reach our revenue goals. So one thing I do with my team is um, we do a lot of surveying. You know, what would a young mother think about this particular technology? Or... Um, what would this African-American male living in Detroit think about this technology? What I try to bring to the table is a very diverse perspective so that we can understand how technology aligns with many, many different people. Ah, uh, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so, so let's talk about some of the practical aspects okay. of, of doing that. What, what can leaders do on a day-to-day -day basis to encourage and facilitate diversity, equity, and inclusion? You know, where, what's the, where the rubber meets the road, what, do we, yeah. what can we do? So this one's tough if you don't already have a diverse organization. And uh, this, is, this is kind of the case in my current situation. And what I personally do is I reach down into the organization and I try to understand who are those diverse candidates that really want to be part of um, an uh, energetic, awesome strategic team? And I pull them in. Mm. And I'm always encouraging, um, especially our minority women, um, our young women that are coming right out of school, you know, they come in with a sense of they don't know how to contribute. And I'm constantly encouraging them come to the table. And, and, and virtually, it's a little bit different now, right? Come to the table and talk and share your ideas. When we talk about the future of mobility, no one really knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Boy, so, that's true. Right? That's so I true. always say, just share what you think and share your opinions and share your ideas and be heard so that we can create good strategies together. But I guess the, the hardest part of that, Terry, is just being really purposeful about it. Because I could sit with the, you know, C-suite leaders 
and we could make decisions together, but we're not going to get a diverse perspective. So by really being purposeful about bringing these young people to the table and really fostering their careers to gain the confidence to, to be a part of the decision-making table to me is so important. So if it's okay, I'd love to ask a follow-up um, question Please. to that. You know, before we went live, we were talking about the importance of confidence. Yes. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of, that's been talked about and written about, about confidence. But when you talk about those young women coming in and encouraging them to speak up, at the same time, so often we all feel the pressure of not making a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And so how do you, how do you talk young women through that balance of taking the risk to speak up um, with the fear of, of making a mistake? Well, first and foremost, I try to be a good example. Um, I make mistakes all the time and I lead really difficult projects that I um, receive very harsh feedback in a, in a leadership setting about those projects. And, and what I try to do is um, I personally try to bring my best self to every situation mm -hmm. and it's not easy. What I have found over many, many years is that my confidence um, almost was depleted for a while because I wasn't bringing my best self to work. I wasn't contributing in the way that I could because I was afraid of making those mistakes. Um, one thing that I've done recently, Terry, that, that um, connects to your question is I pulled all of the women of sales together on one team's call. So we have 82 women, pulled them all in. And I said, I am really struggling. I'm struggling to help my girls with school. I'm struggling to keep up with my vice president role. I'm struggling to manage the house and, and work all in this virtual setting. How are you guys doing? <laughs> and we, we could have probably talked all day, but we talked and talked and talked about different strategies that um, they were implementing, that I was implementing. We kind of shared best practice ideas. And by doing that exercise, I could tell that I impacted their perspective of their own confidence and their own contribution by being vulnerable about mine. Oh, and I, I really felt good about it afterwards. I needed it more than they needed it. Oh my gosh. That is such a fabulous story. I, and I can totally understand uh, it's, it's too how, much. <laughs> how powerful, how powerful that was. And I think just giving people the opportunity to voice you know, yeah. sometimes you see, you feel, you know, I had a friend who used to say, we're always comparing everybody else's outsides to our insides. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's and true. So what you were allowing them to see is that everybody's struggling on the inside and you're probably right. doing better on the outside than you think. <laughs> well, that's right. And I think people think because my career did progress pretty quickly at Denso, I am one of the women that progressed quickly, I think they see me as not having the same types of struggles. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to make sure that um, from a mentorship or an influence type role that, that they see me as real, right? Oh. Right, I have the same real issues. Yeah, oh, that's just, that's just fabulous. So, so while we're talking about women, <laughs> yeah. women, we know that women have made slow and steady gains. Yeah. In achieving leadership positions, but, but the gender gap is stubborn and still persists. Yeah. Um, can you share 
an experience that really illustrates how you've overcome some of the barriers that women often face? Yeah, I, gosh, I really attribute my quick success to a, a great mentor that I had that really helped. Um, he helped highlight my strengths and, and by highlighting them, I was recognized a little bit quicker than some of my peers. And, and for that, how I'd like to connect this to your question is, I recognize that I am almost like an anomaly in my current organization. So now how do I use my influence and my perspective to guide and educate the decision makers around me? I am 100% committed to doing this. And, and like your question, it seems like this progress is way too slow. It's so frustrating how slow this progress is in the auto industry. Um, so I'm gonna give you a specific example. I have a minority woman that works for me that is awesome. Her uh, list of accomplishments would blow anyone away. Um, but when a job opportunity came up that she would be a nice fit for, and in terms of a transitionary role, um, the leader decision maker said, I don't think she would be a good fit. He didn't take the opportunity to even understand her background. It was a very, I mean, I'll say a very unconscious bias type response. Sure. And it really upset me. Hmm. Um, and when I get upset about these type of gender gap issues, I try my best not to be the emotional woman in the room, but to be very factual and straightforward about how that particular woman can contribute to this role. And I will stand behind it and I will help support her until things are kind of settled and in place. I'm constantly doing that within my organization. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, it's not the best way. I wish I had many beautiful stories of, of women rising to the top, but it, it certainly isn't like that today. Well, thank you for being someone who does stand behind and does use your influence to um, elevate the visibility and the potential opportunities for others. Yeah. That's, that's really important, you know, to use your, your, your power once you, yes. once you attain it to help lift others. So, Agreed. so let's talk about that a little bit too. So how do you build influence inside the workplace and when do you know you've built it? How do you know you're making progress? So I always consider um, my building influence jobs outside of my day job. So I have, of course, all my big clunky KPIs that I have to achieve. I, I recognize that as part of my job. And then there's this like 20, 30% of me that is really focused on what fulfills me. And that's influencing the organization to change. That's with just basic organizational culture, but much more than that, how to gain the best of each associate. And this isn't necessarily super gender focused. It's how to keep people engaged so that they actually like coming to work. And I always say, if you like coming to work, I'm going to get the best out of you. So um, when it comes to actual gender gap issues, though, I use my influence by building teams of like-minded people that can take action. I hate lip service. We have <laughs> so much lip service in our industry. I don't know how to say it any better than that. We, we talk the talk. We don't walk it. We, we say we're going to do something, but then when it doesn't happen, we don't take accountability for it not happening. Mm -hmm. So 
this year, I was very purposeful about getting um, both a, a women's business resource group and a um, African-American business resource group built within Denso, launched, kicked off with a, a very firm content schedule that must be met. And um, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe the, the added contribution that the leaders of these teams are bringing back to Denso. So I, it's, it's a really hard kind of, uh, I, I should say it's a soft ROI when you try to fit like your passion projects to what you're bringing to your company. But just for example, the women that are leading the Women Partnership Network across our um, regional headquarters, they are so energized and so excited to be leading this women's BRG that they are participating and more active in their Denzel role. Uh. You know what I mean? Like I can see very clearly that performance connection because suddenly they're feeling a value and a worth of what they really love and can feel fulfilled by. Um, so my purposeful intention is not to have lip service mm. and, to make, and to make these actionable plans that people can see results from. So we are, we are on the cusp of seeing some really great things happening. Um, the virtual environment didn't hold us back. We were able actually to engage more people. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, been a really, it's been a really fun year in terms of executing those types of things. Oh, what a great, what a great example. And, you know, I've heard that a lot about one of the silver linings about mm -hmm. the virtual environment mm -hmm. is, is that it's an equalizer and there mm -hmm. are people who uh, normally uh, don't, aren't seen as visible contributors who are able to be that in the virtual yeah. environment. The other interesting thing I've heard about, I'd be curious if you've seen this as well, is that it's, it's uh, softened that divide between headquarters and operations in yes. other locations, because it's always tough when you're the people on the phone or the video, but everybody else is in the room. And yes. so when everybody's virtual, that uh, divide no longer. Have you seen that? I have. Um, and even taking that one step further, I've been able to engage actual manufacturing associates that don't necessarily get to participate in you know, boardroom type training activities um, or, or um, you know, they're, they're usually working in the manufacturing facility and not able to be, to be participating. So what we did within our women's BRG is we invited those manufacturing um, yeah. women and we made sure that they understood that this was um, uh, an effort on behalf of the company that we recognize needs to happen. And so just by them seeing that, I mean, the the surprise on behalf of those women to be included, you know, and this goes to the, to the reason why inclusiveness is so important just by feeling included, you know, you can come to work so much happier. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ab absolutely. Um, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful to see, to see that happening and to, in a, in, you know, the virtual environment has removed barriers. Um, mm -hmm made it Definitely. easier for people to engage and participate. It's really great. Definitely. So, so one more question in this section. Okay. What, what, see, I know that you are a lifelong learner. I know that yes. you're passionate about yep. constantly uh, learning uh, new things, expanding your knowledge and field of vision, um, knowledge of trends. You, I, I yep. know that to be true about you. So, <laughs> so, 
So I'm really curious about what blogs, podcasts, or other media you engage with to generate new ideas. Um, good question. I, I love to read about all of these new technologies and trends, but I find that um, I have to be quick about it. I can't just sit on the couch for an hour and read, right? There's no time for that. So a couple of things. I get the Wall Street Journal every day and I to my home and I read that section on the side that gives you all the highlights and then I flip to what is most interesting and important to me. So I, I read that every day. I also um, always read automotive news to see what's going on in our own industry. But then on the more fun side, I find um, I find LinkedIn to be my best um, my best way of navigating interesting articles, reading about different leaders. I'm constantly like clicking on some you know Harvard Business Review article and then digging deeper about who who wrote it and what the content is. Um, lately, I've been very kind of following that path. I used to be a big fan of Blinkist. Do you know mm. Blinkist? Blinkist is a, like a Cliff Notes version of about every book you've ever heard of, mm-hmm. and it's audio. Mm-hmm. So when I was driving to work, I could I could blink or listen to about three or four books, which was which was nice. But the one other thing that I have found that I've really needed is there's so much negativity in the world today, and and we're such a divided nation, and there's there's so many bad things happening that I've been following a lot of positive news movements. I mean, ah. I clicked on one of them one day and then now, you know, how these algorithms work. I get them all the time. And what I recognize is every day there's some type of affirmation or some type of positive message that I need to hear in order to take me away from all of the negativity. And um, I've been working with my girls on this as well and, and trying my best because I need to be an example for them. How can we constantly have positive affirmations in our life? Um, so that's where I am with all the media. I'm not, I'm, you know, because I'm out of the car now, it's weird. (laughs) I've had to shift to like back to old school newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that will change. We'll see. Oh my gosh. I know exactly what you mean. Well, I'm, I'm going to follow up with you after, because I want to know what positive news links you're using, because honestly, um, you are that I think that is just spot on. And, yes. and even like a little sentence like that yeah. can make me smile. It makes such a difference because I'm so sick of all the negative news. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. I, I find myself clicking on more animal videos. <laughs> See, it's the same effect. It's yeah, the right. same effect. I it's completely like, get it. And, and then I do that. I think, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to make yourself happy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Oh dear. So, um, so, so Kara, before you go, um, yeah. can you share with us a story about how you used, or even a time when you wish you'd used a key leadership competency and why that mattered? Yeah. Um, a lot of my informed friends may have heard this story, but this was this was a, a monumental turn in my career path. I reported for um, some time to our Japanese COO, um, who was on the expat rotation. And for my first performance evaluation with him, um, I went into his office and he left the door open. I was um, one of seven vice presidents, but um, the only female. 
And when he started reviewing my performance evaluation, he started by saying, I didn't realize the woman had such strong opinions. And I took a deep breath and I said, can I please close your door? And I closed the door and I, I made up in my mind, I was going to use this as a teaching moment. And this was going to be my calling. I was going to shift the way that our leadership considered women. And he and I talked for almost an hour about why that comment could be offensive, even if he didn't mean it to be, and why that comment would change the mindset of young women coming into our company and why they would not want to work for a company that had that kind of opinion. It was a really great conversation. And I could have been really ticked off and really emotional and walked out and stormed out, right? But I knew after that conversation, it allowed me to have many more. So this was maybe, gosh, four years ago now. The path that that one single moment has put me on has been so self-fulfilling. Um, but I recognize even though it's self-fulfilling, it's impacting so many women um, within my company and, and really beyond. It's really helped me outside, as you know, as part of my work with, Denz with in Forum and with other um, kind of outside dental companies, I just, I, I recognize that I have some influential power that I want to be able to use in this way. So that was a really great turning point for me. Oh my goodness. Can, can you, what a great story. And can Thank you... you how did you have the courage to do that? I was so exhausted. I, I feel like a lot of us female leaders are just exhausted by having to have the conversation. And yet, if we don't, I mean, even the slow pace of change that we're making right now, it, it will be non-existent. Mm -hmm. So I think if we can all take an opportunity to close the door and have the conversation one at a time, we will be changing mindset. And I, and I can say my newer leaders that have come in um, have been much more progressive. We're learning why the decision-making table needs to be diverse. We're, we're very slow, but we're learning. And I do feel that I'm partly responsible for that. Thank you so much, Kara, for okay. your candor and for sharing such absolutely compelling observations and the things that you've learned um, you, uh, over the course of an incredible career with many more years to come. Yeah. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, that wraps up our podcast. Okay. Please. Thank you, Terry. Yeah. Thank you. And um, please come back everyone to inforummichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out season one, as well as Meet Him, a podcast series in which male leaders share what they've learned about the importance of diverse leadership. And don't forget to check out our growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and our calendar of virtual events. Thanks so much for joining us today.